Welcome to The Great Podcast, the show where we take a look at the important men and women of history and decide once and for all if they're worth all the fuss. I'm Jordan. And I'm David. Well done, sir. You didn't practice a lot before Nailed that, it. I promise. Only everybody. a little bit, and yesterday. And yesterday. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. So mm-hmm. today is going to be a fun one. Imagine, if you will, a man sits upon a luxurious couch within a large room, decorated with priceless rugs and tapestries. The man is shaking, visibly. The fireplace holds nothing but charred logs and ash, but the man does not shake from the cold. There is a great fear in his eyes as he stares at the door at the end of the tunnel. Then, distantly, the sound of footsteps. The man sobs quietly to himself as the steps approach. They are even, steady. The door creaks open. Please, the man says, almost a whisper, do not do this. The intruder crosses the large room from the door to the sitting area. The elderly man on the couch does not move, except for his involuntary shaking. What evil have I done? He yells when the man stands before him, a gladius in his hand. Whom have I killed? The soldier responds not with words, but with a quick slash of his blade, then a few stabs for good measure. The old man slumps on his couch, blood pooling around him. At last, his terrified shaking comes to an end. Dang. Yeah, welcome. You know, they say actions speak louder than words. Yeah. yeah that sword slash really really told him. It, it sure did. It uh, <laughs> There was no question about whether or not he was going to be executed right there. That's right. No hesitation. But now I, I, I'm curious. Uh, what do you remember from last time? Our boy Commodus. Oh, he That's went wide-eyed. That's a good folks. question. <laughs> uh, without prompts, it's hard for me to find the sections in my brain. All right. Is Com- Commodus uh, the young man? Yep, the young fellow that he was nineteen when he came in. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't. He didn't do great. Nope, he I sure did that. Correct. Uh, yep, he didn't do great. He also then was a really good fighter. Right. Was yep. Him. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I'm gonna just fight in the in the arena. Yes. Yep. That was yeah, the end with of it. The slaves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so nineteen, he comes to power after Marcus mm-hmm. died. And then was like, hey, I don't want to work. That's right. And oh, just, yeah. He always, there was always other people actually doing the things. Revolving and, door, and bad guys. It just guys. made a great environment for corruption to just fester and build. Yeah. Because yeah. each man that was in charge was more and more corrupt. As they would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, then Commodus, after these three guys came along and mm-hmm, went, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should rule. And by rule, as you said, he meant become Hercules, right? living God. He is Hercules. He is, in fact. Right. Um, get the statues changed. Yeah. And also, going to look really badass in the arena. And then got choked out like a fool. He sure did. And that brings us actually neatly <laughs> into where we begin, because we oh, don't know wonderful. what followed him getting that's, choked that's out true. like a fool. <laughs> yeah. Going full Conor McGregor, tapping out like a little bitch. Oh, my neck's except getting cranked. He didn't stop choking him. <laughs> yeah, except he didn't stop. That is true. He, he they, tapped, and he was like, wait, why? What? He didn't stop. I don't know. Well, Khabib almost didn't stop either. If you don't follow <laughs> MMA, none of that made any sense to you, and I apologize. Oh, but anyway, let's pick up. As we saw last time, while Marcia was poisoning Commodus and hoping that that would kill him, Latus, the Praetorian prefect, mm-hmm. was running around Rome seeking out a man who could step into oh, the purple right. yeah, yeah, yeah. to avoid a power vacuum. Yeah, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, shades of Nerva here. Remember, he's the mm-hmm. one that came in uh, after Domitian was killed. Yeah. Uh, it was imperative that they have someone in place before the following morning, or violence was probably going to kick off as powerful men duked it out. That's right. 
the leading men around Latus had a solid person in mind. Care to take a guess who they chose? You do know the name. There's no chance I'm going to pick that out right now. See, this is why you just got to listen to the podcast after to refresh your brain. Never will never. I ever. You'll never listen to the podcast? No. Damn. I'd have to hear myself. That's a no-go. This is coming from a man sitting in a room <laughs> full of recording equipment with the expectation of someday recording an album. So, But not today. Not today. All right. Okay. Uh, in the very late slash early portion of the night slash morning, because we don't know when this actually happened, Pertinax was awoken by rapid pounding on his door. You're looking at me quite blankly there. <laughs> I recognize the name. Okay. You, yeah. yeah you've yeah, heard yeah. his name. Uh-huh. Huh. So Pertinax was a man of great experience, uh, as we have seen, though you might not remember. Right. So let me let me regale you with his <laughs> life briefly. He was born August 1st, 126. Me too. Me oh, too. Hey. Birthday buddies. You know, and we just missed his birthday like a month ago. Two Damn. months. Two months ago. <laughs> it's October. <laughs> yeah, the years no. are kind of going along, my guy. They are. Oh, this is bad. Okay. Anyway, so uh, 126 CE. To a freedman mm-hmm. named Helvius Successus. That's Which is a, a fitting name. name. Yeah. Successus. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, especially since he was a freedman. Get it going. Former slave. Uh, with assistance from those who saw his potential, Pertinax was able to buy his commission in the army at a pretty early age. Nice. So instead of having to go be a soldier. Right. He could lead the soldiers. He could lead the soldiers, which sounds like a much cushier job. It sure could be. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a good spectrum of the cushy leaders and the frontline battle. Like, You're right. I'm going to lead my men in the trenches versus like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in that tent. How about you guys go forward? Go over there and uh, kill them. Kill them. Kill yeah. them, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks. and I imagine that the son of a freedman probably, even if he got his commission, is probably more one of those frontline probably guys. hands on. Because he has yeah. to be. Right. Right. When Varus went east to fight the invading Parthians right at the beginning of Marcus and Varus's reign, yep. Pertinax went as well. That's right. That's right. I've been slowly mixing his name in mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. quite a while now. He fought and led his men very well. Soon, he found himself promoted higher and higher up the military rankings. Uh, these were the years under Marcus when competence was highly rewarded. After five years of fighting, the army declared victory and marched back west for home. Along with them came the plague that swept through the empire for over a decade. Pertinax was soon reassigned to a legion in Britain as their military tribune. Um, and I couldn't quite determine if this is true, but this is how my brain worked with this. So he was lowborn, mm-hmm. got into the army, mm-hmm. and now military tribune is usually the lowest rung on the cursus honorum. Okay. So I'm wondering if this is where he officially becomes senatorial class. I couldn't quite get an answer on that. But anyway, I'm going to say at this point, this is probably when he stepped into the door of senatorial life. It was around this time that Pertinax had a bit of a setback, though. Something happened that made Marcus Aurelius kick him out of his councils and basically banish him to go back home. That's unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. The tragedy is that we don't know what caused it. (laughs) Just (laughs) And he's gone. And he's gone. (laughs) And he's gone. All right. Uh, it might have been something related to treason, you know, overthrow, maybe, but we really don't know. But it must have been pretty bad to piss someone like Marcus off, yeah. especially seeing as he was a good leader. Uh, Pertinax soon found himself sent home, removed from all positions of authority. On time out, bro. Yeah, dude, you're in big trouble. But Marcus was nothing, if not pragmatic. When the Marcomannic Wars kicked off, he allowed Claudius Pompeianus to recall the experienced general. Claudius Pompeianus being the uh, husband of Commodus's sister, 
remember, mm-hmm. who then, after she tried to overthrow Commodus, right. he went, all right, I'm going to go retire. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Got out of that pretty quick. So Perdnax returned and picked up right where he left off, being a pretty good general. Uh, as a result, in 175 CE, he was made Suffolk Council. Council. Nice. Council. A <laughs> uh, very high climb for the son of a former slave. Mm-hmm. Essentially the highest position he could have gotten, and being Suffolk Council... I keep saying council. Mm-hmm. Consul uh, is, wait, is it better? Yeah, no. Ordinary is the one you want. Sorry. Suffect is the, the secondary one, but still really good. Still a consul. Following all his success, he was placed in charge of various provinces over the next decade. He served as governor of Upper and Lower Moesia, Syria, one of the most powerful uh, provinces in the entire empire, Dacia, and then Britain. So pretty well traveled. If you know anything about geography, mm-hmm. that's basically everywhere. Yeah. That's like all the known world, like northern Africa. Right. This all took place between the end of Marcus's reign and the middle of Commodus's. All his uh, governorships. Commodus liked Pertinax. He got the job done and didn't ask Commodus to do stuff. You know, throughout these years, Pertinax was an important member of the Senate as well, until Perennis, the middle guy who was in charge while Commodus was mm-hmm. doing stuff, decided that Pertinax was um, too much trouble and kicked him out of the capital. It is unclear the reason and whether Commodus was involved in this banishment, but as had happened with Marcus, Pertinax spent some time away, just kind of chilling, before being recalled because he was just too good at his jobs to let him go to waste. Yeah. And it also helped that Perennis had been murdered, so now everyone was fine with help. him coming back. Right, yeah. This time, he was recalled not to go to war, but to instill order in the Legion back up in Britain. So he'd already served in Britain twice, unless the sources are confused. Mm. But either way, the governor there had pushed his troops past Hadrian's Wall to reclaim the Antonine Wall. We talked about this briefly because it caused an uprising, pissed everyone off, and then, remember, a bunch of soldiers came from Britain to speak to Commodus directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was that. (laughs) So Pertinax was sent to instill order, and get everyone back in line. Oh, also, they had tried to declare Priscus emperor. And he was like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. We're not doing that. Didn't We're do not it. doing that today. <laughs> Wasn't me. And uh, Pertinix went up there and did a great job of pissing off the Legion even more. <laughs> he had hoped that the men rebelling due to strict discipline uh-huh. would respond well. To more discipline? To his stricter discipline. That's good. That's yeah. what I like. The thing you don't like, I'm going to do more of that, but you're going to like the way I do it. Exactly. Now, it might come as a surprise to those listening that <laughs> this didn't work. I'm shocked. Pertinax had something of a reputation as a hard ass by this point, and now they could see it was true. Mm-hmm. A large detachment of the Legion took it upon themselves to resume their rebellion by attacking Pertinax and his bodyguard. Oh. Yeah. A violent struggle ensued, and Pertinax was cut down. Most of his men lay dead around him as he bled out on the ground. The troops then left him for dead. And I like to imagine at this point that Pertinax went full revenant and began just dragging his perforated body south. Just crawl. And then, you know, he's in Britain, so he had to swim across the channel, (laughs) fighting off sharks because of all the blood. (laughs) And then when he got back to Gaul, someone finally gave him medical treatment, and he's like, I'll kill them all. That's what it was, for sure. I I think that's... We're historians now? Crawled down across the ground, swam a vast body of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All while dying. Yep. And uh, don't forget fighting the sharks. Sheer willpower. That's all you need, really. Mm -hmm. 
Obviously, he wasn't the man for this job anymore because it would probably just make them angrier. Seems if, like it. They already tried to kill him. Right. So. <laughs> so after recovering, he went down to Africa to be proconsul from 188 to 189 CE. And the astute listener will notice that we're rapidly approaching the end of Commodus's reign. Uh, this position seems to have been much more relaxing than Britain. No one tried to murder him. Yeah. Upon returning to Rome around 190 CE, he was made the urban prefect. Nice. Okay. Yep. During Chief of police. Exactly. During his tenure, the people started getting a bit hungry. <laughs> and when people get hungry, what happens often? Not even literally hungry, like they're starving? Correct. Oh, okay. Well, riot. we got to steal some food. They get angry. A yeah. <laughs> little bit of hangriness going around. Um, they get very angry, in fact, especially when they think that this guy, Cleander, uh, is responsible for the su- food supply shortage. Dang, Cleander. Yep. So, as we saw, the mob turned violent, and then Cleander sent the Praetorians out to instill order. Right. Through violence. That's right. The best way to fight off a... Almost violent mob is with more violence. All the violence. Yeah. Uh, a message soon arrived for Pertinax. Uh, send out the urban guards to help in the fight, please. Thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This came from the Praetorians, and they expected that the city police force would help. Right. They helped. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but see, Pertinax was no fan of Cleander. The man was rotten to the core and as corrupt as they come. So Pertinax did send the men out to fight, but mm-hmm. he sent them out against the Praetorians. That's right. Help the rioters. Exactly. Now, seeing that they were outnumbered, the Praetorians uh, fell back. They didn't want to fight people with actual swords. Yeah, naturally. Not as fun as slaughtering people with no armor yeah, exactly. and no weapons. Uh, Cleander was quickly slaughtered by the mob, and Pertinax served as ordinary consul alongside the emperor nailed it so high honors for helping bring down the guy that commodus had put in charge Mm -hmm. interesting man (laughs) commodus hey we all know commodus doesn't care correct he just doesn't want to do things right (laughs) pertinax was still urban prefect on new year's eve of 192 ce when the loud banging on his door rudely awoke him Mm mm-hmm his servants opened the door to find Latus there, looking haggard and nervous. <laughs> hey, man, I need a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> he had several Praetorians with him. Mm-hmm. According to Herodian, Pertinax remained seated on his couch, as he said he always knew this day would come. Mm. He figured it was finally his time to be executed on the right. whims of Commodus. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a bunch of soldiers yeah, are now like, at my huh. door. Well, middle of the night. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, he was going to take it like a brave Roman man, as one might expect from someone of his reputation. However, the prefects, or prefect quickly filled Pertinax in on what had transpired, mm. likely leaving out the whole murder part. Commodus is dead. That's right. You know, let's leave it at that. He died. We don't know how it happens. <laughs> then he made his offer. Will you, Pertinax, assume the purple to stave off a civil war? Pertinax probably couldn't believe his luck not only was he not going to be murdered but he was also (laughs) being offered the very top job the highest position Mm -hmm. there were very few respected senators who were also in commodus's good graces so him moving up into the purple would assuage both the pro and Mm anti-commodus regimes that were going to pop up right still pertinax needed confirmation that commodus was dead before he would even entertain this idea. Easy. Show me the body. Exactly. But problem, uh, as one might expect, they had rushed the body out of the city. Yeah. Some slaves had wrapped him in a tapestry. So Pertinax sent a few of his most loyal men to where Latus said the body was being hidden, and they confirmed. Like, yep, 
that's him. He's dead. And Pertinax agreed. Nice. He would become the next emperor. The two leading men and their small entourage set off into the night. First stop, the Praetorian camp. As it should be. Here's it, some money. Stay happy and quiet. Wow, are okay. you a prophet, Jordan? No. <laughs> a, very, uh, a very bad memory, but that one happens a lot. So <laughs> You are correct. Uh, up to this point, almost no one in the guard was aware of Commodus's death, yeah. which was part of Latus's role in all of this. He kept it hush-hush and keep, kept those loyal to him around Commodus. It fell on Pertinax to inform the men of this tragedy. He claimed the emperor had died of apoplexy, choking on his food as he was such a gluttonous douchebag. He left out that last word, but everyone knew what he was talking about. Right. Man shoving his face all the time. Exactly. He was always eating, always drinking. He was bound to die at some point. Right. Still, many were clearly wary of this new man stepping in to assume power. Fortunately, Latus's presence helped to settle any nerves. Their boss was standing right next to Pertinax as he spoke, so clearly this was on the up and up. Latus also reminded the guards that Pertinax was well-loved by the troops on the German border. You know, the strongest legions in the empire. Mm -hmm. You you guardsmen should certainly love him too, don't you think? And they (laughs) all thought, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds wonderful. The men's feelings were also helped when Pertinax promised them a a substantial donative. 12,000 sesterces apiece. Nice. Pretty good. Okay, they thought, this guy seems all right. The guard proclaimed him their emperor, and Pertinax gave a long speech, but Dio wraps it up with this. There are many distressing circumstances, fellow soldiers, in the present situation, but the rest, with your help, shall be set right again. At this time, some of the guards looked at one another, distressing circumstances does he mean all the money that we're making on the side and and being corrupt assholes because if he's talking about that i don't know that we want to set that right (laughs) but there was no time to worry about that he promised them money and that was good enough for now and pertinax check that off the list next stop the senate while pertinax had visited the camp others had been rousing all the senators it's still the middle of the night obviously Mm -hmm. they were being summoned to the senate chambers However, uh, as they gathered, it became clear that no one had a key. <laughs> so they couldn't go in the Senate Hall. And what's great is that Dio... can't get in. We can't. They're banging on the door. They're like, we're all outside. <laughs> uh, Dio is here for all of this. So his oh, okay. account is quite nice valuable. Yeah. Yes. A quote uh, of what Pertinax... Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. So they moved to a nearby temple instead and heard the news from Pertinax. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from Pertinax from Dio, since he was there. Quote, I have been named emperor by the soldiers. However, I do not want the office and shall resign it at once. What? But the Senate would have none of that. That's right. No, no, please. They please. love the idea of him being in charge. <laughs> Plus, as mentioned, Pertinax was probably one of the most respected and experienced yeah, members of the Senate. For sure. And now he was going to be emperor. Mm-hmm. Much better than Commodus. Yeah. Perfect. Well, most people are much better than Commodus. Yeah, 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 that's it's a low bar, but you know they were uh, one they were happy to jump over. <laughs> yeah. So they proclaimed him emperor, and everyone breathed a sigh of relief. Commodus was dead. Pertinax was in charge, and a power struggle was averted. The people went mad with excitement at the news the next morning. While Pertinax was made emperor, Commodus was declared a public enemy. The people and the Senate wanted Commodus's body, 
so they could do mean things to it. Oh, man, it's gone. Sorry. Ah, shucks. It's already been buried. But you know what we do have? Lots of statues. (laughs) Why don't you get to it, guys, says Pertinax with a nudge and a wink. And they did. All across the Empire, statues were brought down, many of them looking like Hercules, oddly enough. It'd be super fun to be told by your ruler, just go break things. Break it all. Break them. (laughs) Yep. It'd be very fun. People danced in the streets and rushed off to the temples to offer sacrifices as a sign of their gratitude at finally being free from the madness. Mm -hmm. That night, as Pertinax settled into bed for the first time in the palace, so maybe this, maybe I've written this in a weird order where I jumped ahead and went back, he grew nervous. As mentioned, he was the son of a freedman. Mm-hmm. Despite the love and support of the people, Pertinax knew uh, there were plenty of powerful men in the Senate who would not approve of his appointment. He thought it would be a good idea to keep an eye on some of them, notably one of the consuls this year, a man named Falco. As word traveled slowly in those days, it took time for the Empire to learn of this regime change. Some governors were so fearful that they imprisoned the messengers who delivered the news. They thought that maybe this was one of Commodus's sick tests of loyalty. Mm. Oh, man, could you imagine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dupe of dupes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, excuse me, Governor. Uh, the Emperor Commodus has, has sadly passed, and Pertinax has taken his place. Arrest this man. Yeah. <laughs> Put him to the question. He's lying. <laughs> I don't believe it. But uh, soon, though, everyone was really just getting very happy with yeah, the idea that someone much more stable was in I mean, charge. not living on just on high edge the whole entire time you are alive is yeah. better. Yeah. It seems like it would be. Those words all came out terribly. You know, we're both kind of babbling what? today. That's all right. <laughs> so Pertinax quickly set about making reforms. Mm-hmm. Commodus and his henchmen had spent 12 years messing everything up. The economy was in shambles and corruption yes. was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I did not mention this last time because uh, there just was a lot more interesting stuff going on, but Commodus had devalued the Roman currency significantly. I can't imagine. Right. Can't imagine how. This is likely Spending to Spending so much right. money. <laughs> I was just going to say, to pay for all the just dumb shit that he was yeah, buying. Yeah, so much. Pertinax sought to fix this right away. He raised the silver content from 74% mm-hmm. to 87%. That's a big jump. Big jump. This would have been... a. I, again, I'm not an economist, but this right. would have been huge. It, this yeah. would have changed the value of money significantly. Still, the empire was desperately broke. Well, when Pertinax reviewed the treasury, only one million sesterces could be gathered. Oh, no. Total. That wouldn't be even be enough to bribe the Praetorians with what they had been promised. Oh, God. <laughs> Pertinax began selling off Commodus's ill-gotten goods. Mm-hmm. The vast wardrobe and collection of weapons and chariots were sold off as quickly as they could, as were those slaves he'd collected in his brothel. Fortunately, those who could prove that they were not slaves prior to Commodus, and when he just went, oh, you're hot. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah, going yeah. into the right, into right. the brothel now. Yeah. Uh, anyone who could prove that they weren't prior slaves were then set free. Mm. But if you were already a slave, you were just sold again. Obviously, I mean that's yeah the, the wonders of slavery. Through this mass sell-off, Pertinax was able to raise enough funds to pay the Praetorians and also give each citizen 100 sesterces. Dang. Yeah. Well each done, citizen. Pertinax. Crazy My socialist goodness. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pertinax also sought to restore some discipline within the Praetorian Guard. 
first and foremost, they had to stop attacking civilians in the streets. That is a good start, it, I think. Yeah, you know, you generally <laughs> don't want the Imperial bodyguard just beating people up. Yeah, just like that is their pastime. Right. Just, we're doing it for fun. Yeah. We're bored. It would seem that under Commodus, the guards were permitted to do just about whatever they wanted. Yeah. This included being dicks to the populace, along with their extortion and blatant corruption. Mm-hmm. Great times. As one would imagine, the guards did not like this new way of doing things. Hitting people with sticks was their job, after all. Well, as Herodian put it, and I love Herodian here, they were not prepared to tolerate a well-ordered rule. (laughs) Which is just nicely put. Yeah. (laughs) Dio notes that Pertinax had an open-door policy with the senators, which is very nice. He listened to their requests and ideas and spoke kindly and genuinely in response. A nice change of pace from Commodus, I'm sure. Pompeianus, the man we talked about earlier, who had Mm -hmm. kind of helped bring Pertinax up through the military ranks, Mm -hmm. actually returned briefly from his retirement, even though his eyes were too bad. (laughs) He had left uh, after his, oh, we already talked about that, Commodus's sister and all that. Now that things were settled, he came back to see his old friend and war buddy, as Pertinax owed so much to Pompeianus. Things were looking quite good, considering the circumstances. The major issue was that Latus was still around and acting a little more enthusiastic than was maybe warranted for a prefect of the guard. (laughs) Remember how Commodus had paid a bunch of German tribes for peace, like right away, even though they were winning the wars? Right. Well, according to Dio, Latus then started demanding some of that money back. That's not great. And it's not his place. Yeah, he's kind of jumping over real hard. Right. He said Commodus was gone and Pertinax was in charge now, he said very loudly. Mm. This struck fear into many of the barbarians. Uh, they had fought against Pertinax for many years in the Marcomannic mm-hmm. Wars, and he didn't lose often. Dio doesn't say if they returned any of the money, so who knows if it worked. But still, he's overstepping a bit. Latus also posted a list of names, mainly like pseudonyms, silly nicknames, and sums in the forum for all to see. And I'll let Dio explain. Quote, discovering that some filthy clowns and buffoons, disgusting in appearance and with still more disgusting nicknames and habits, had been made extremely wealthy by Commodus on account of their wantonness and licentiousness, he made public their nicknames and the sums they had received. Uh, this list of jackasses was kind of funny to the people at first. Like, oh, look at all the silly names that they have and <sighs> all the money. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> And then they remembered all the executions uh-huh. and land seizures that uh-huh. had resulted in this wealth, and they got very mad. Yeah. <laughs> so Latus is doing a bunch of stuff that's just kind of stirring the pot, Yeah. and maybe he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Pertinax likely felt unsafe in removing Latus, seeing as he had so recently masterminded an assassination. He could, however, get a loyal man of his own in his old position as the urban prefect. This role went to his father-in-law, Flavius Sulpicianus. Mm. Notably, he did not give his wife the title of Augusta, nor did he declare his son Caesar. In fact, he wouldn't even let his family come live in the palace. Either for their safety or because he doesn't like them. Not well, sure. <laughs> it's, uh, well, let's see. It's most likely because of the safety, but Dio has another theory. Uh, so first off, he divided his personal belongings between his son and daughter. Basically okay. gave them mm-hmm. the inheritance since he doesn't need it anymore. Then he had them go live with their grandfather, likely to protect his family in case this doesn't go well. Right. Uh, his authority was still not fully clear. A lot of people really liked him, but it was still rocky. These were in the early days. He didn't want to risk their lives. Or 
His wife was such a skank that she couldn't <laughs> be Augusta and Sully the name, which oh, is man. just something Dio mentions offhandedly, and I yeah. thought I'd let you know. <laughs> Probably not it. Probably not uh, it. Thanks, Dio. Just yeah. throw it in there. Dio's just like, you know, I like you, Pertinax. Your wife, though. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know about her. <laughs> anyway, the Senate and the public were loving their new leader. He was cleaning up as much corruption and vileness as he could. Uh, as quickly as he could. But you know who doesn't like it when corruption and vileness start to go away? The people that are doing the corrupt things. Exactly. <laughs> and as one would imagine, Commodus's reign had placed countless people. Oh, yeah. So in many. Every position of government. Yeah. And uh, regardless of their ability to perform the requisite duties, obviously. So you got these people who aren't good at their jobs and also people that are just siphoning money out of the government. Yeah, they probably paid to get the role. Right. And then we're like, extortion. Correct. <laughs> extortion. <laughs> and uh, here comes Pertinax out of the blue to make their piles of gold less valuable and remove the steady stream of illegal oh, income. right. Yeah, the percentage went up, but theirs didn't. Cause, right. Because you know, it's, it's still old. the lower. That's right. Um, yes. Your gold's exactly. old. So Stanky. What an ass Pertinax yeah. is, is well, their yeah. thought. Yeah. Most importantly, many of the Praetorians were growing quite unhappy. A quote from Herodian again. While men lived in this happy state of well-ordered government, the soldiers of the guard alone were upset about the prevailing conditions and longed for the old life of riotous, drunken behavior under the tyranny when they could plunder and terrorize. I love Herodian, Yeah, like man. just stray animals. <laughs> I like it when it was chaos. Yeah, because I led the chaos. It was great. <laughs> Stories differ on whether Pertinax had already paid in full on his promise of 12,000 mm. sesterces. Either that or he had paid most of it by this point. Regardless, they wanted more. Right. As that you was, do. you know, kind of how we're looking at these guys. They always want just a little bit always. more. There's never enough money when it comes from greed. But now he was acting like the guards should behave like soldiers or something. Ridiculous. They were soldiers, damn it. Quit saying we aren't. Right. He also wanted them to do their jobs. Well, no, they wanted them to do a different job, apparently, because yeah. we're supposed our to beat is... innocent civilians. That's our job. Yes, <laughs> and take their money, damn That's it. Right. Instill order by fear. Who does this guy think he is? Because of this discontent, the guards began plotting. They could put someone else in charge, just as Latus had done, to get Pertinax. They just needed a man to take up the mantle once Pertinax was removed, and they settled on the console. Falco. That's a great name. Yep. I don't foresee it going well. Well, Falco Fal Falco had been outspoken against Pertinax from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. The Historia Augusta tells us that Falco accused Pertinax of complicity under Commodus. After all, Pertinax was the urban prefect for the two years Commodus was going batshit crazy. Pertinax responded, quote, Consul, you are a young man and do not know the necessity of obedience. Oh. Which is a fair point. Get him with it. Well, the alternative was, hey, Pertinax, you should have stood up to Commodus and died. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? what do you mean? Also, Falco's name had been on the list of executions that had kick-started the conspiracy to kill Commodus. Because ah. Commodus's plan, some may remember, maybe not you, was to also kill both consuls and then emerge as, like, the gladiator god consul guy. That was part of his plan. Yeah, dude was psycho. Crazy. Bad shit. Mm -hmm. But... Regardless of all that, the Praetorians approached Falco with a proposition. We will remove Pertinax and you will be emperor. On condition that we get to go back to being paid to bully and harass helpless citizens and you don't make us work hard. 
also call us soldiers, even though we don't behave like soldiers. This was a very big sensitive point for the guards, as I mentioned. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. <laughs> Pertinex wanted them to be soldiers and kept reminding them they weren't, and their egos were very bruised. Well, Falco agreed to this plan. While Pertinex was out of Rome at the port city of Ostia, the first time he left the city mm -hmm. after becoming emperor, the guards set the coup in motion. Now, accounts differ on whether Latus was involved in this plot. My belief is that he was not. Dio claims he was. The reason I don't think he was is because we'll see that he doesn't get executed after this. So we'll see. Yeah, also, why would he do all this to get Pertinex in right. charge if he was just like, aha, but I'm going to undermine you again right. and still not be the man in charge and put someone else in charge. Right. What? Despite what? still being in the same position. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Either way, someone spilled the beans and Pertinex found out about what was happening in the capital. Get him. So he rushed back to the city and assembled the Senate. So while he's there, obviously, the coup can't go through. Right. Basically put down by him just getting home in time. Here he reminded them and the guards and freedmen who were in attendance that he had found the treasury with only one million sesterces, yet had managed to pay each guardsman more than Marcus had done. Oh, get him. This wasn't true, according to Dio. <laughs> but but why? It's just, you know, but why let the truth get in the way of a good time? That's right. Uh, Pertinax was essentially shaming the guardsmen for their greed. Mm hmm. And you'll be shocked to learn that they did not take kindly to this. They said, how dare you, sir? How dare you? However, there was still the matter of Falco. Mm -hmm. He was willing to take the purple through connivance and potentially violence, and he had to be dealt with. Now, the Senate said that they would declare him a public enemy and call for his immediate execution. Sounds good to me. Well, it's kind of a scary thing that the Senate would call for their own consul to be executed. It's not never a good sign when, you know, political parties start calling for their own people's execution just recognizing that he's terrible <laughs> that he's terrible that is i mean yeah you're not wrong <laughs> but then pertinax rose from his seat and raised his hand he said to the men there quote heaven forbid that any senator should be put to death while i am ruler even for just cause wow he had promised not to kill any senators and he meant to stick by that so instead falco was exiled from the city and then later killed like a week later nope Damn. Uh, well, <laughs> we don't know much more about him. Oh. So he, the theory is that he went off and lived on one of his country estates and just disappears from the record because Smart man. he, exactly. He had survived two emperors that could have killed him right. very like, quickly. Yeah. All right. Cool. He's like, I'm out. Just like Pompeianus. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I just don't be here anymore. Right. Cool. So Falco went free, but that did not mean everyone got off with a slap on the wrist. Pertinax ordered that those officers in charge of this plot be executed immediately. Or perhaps it was Latus who started calling for the executions. Maybe he had been involved and wanted to tie up the loose ends. Mm. Either way, the execution of several guardsmen made the rest of them very nervous. Mm -hmm. And when men with swords feel nervous, they sometimes start acting out. With their swords. Usually. <laughs> Pertinax heard... That there was uh, some kind of unrest back in the camp and decided to send his father-in-law and urban prefect, Salpicianus, to talk the men down. Oh, no. Salpicianus was a well-respected man. Surely he could get the job done. And while Salpicianus was talking with some of the senior officers in the camp, he noticed... What, what was that? 
those group of guardsmen look like they're getting really agitated over there in their own little <laughs> corner. Okay. Uh, soon those men were shouting and between two and 300 of them That's a lot. stormed out of the camp. Oh, they just, and so and the men he was talking to very concerned, start looking yeah. around like, uh, what are, what are they doing? <laughs> he, and so is like, I should maybe follow them. And another guardsman went, Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> maybe maybe we all just wait here until we see what happens. And so they sat tight. Pertinax soon got word that several hundred guardsmen were rapidly approaching the palace. Oh, I found them. Dio tells us that Pertinax was actually in a decent position to push back against this contingent of angry mm-hmm. men should it become violent. He had members of the cavalry and city guard with him, as well as many household attendants who could easily take up arms. It also would have been possible for him to flee. Uh, what do you think Pertinax chose to do? Stand his ground. Yes, but not by force of arms. First, he sent Latus to see what was going on and why these guards were so upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Depending on which story you believe, Latus either went to them and then joined them. Okay, okay. okay. Or said, yep, I'll go talk to them right now. And then booked it out a back door. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, nah, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> either way, he's no help. Yep. Seeing it as his best option at this point, Pertinax went forth to speak to the men personally. Ah, yes. As he came down the stairs, several of the palace freedmen were shouting that the guards should murder him right now. Oh. Because uh, the freedmen were also sick of not being allowed to be super corrupt anymore. (laughs) I want more corruption. Yeah. Pertinax descended the staircase and stood a few steps above the men as he spoke these words. And by that, I mean, he probably didn't say these things, but Herodian likes writing speeches. So I'm going to read Herodian's Perfect. speech, at least a, a very small part of it. Let me tell you, quote, my death at your hands is of no great consequence. I am an old man and have lived a long and distinguished life. Every man's life must come to an end sometime. But you are supposed to be the guardians and protectors of the emperor and to keep off danger from outside. For you, of all people, to become murderers and to stain your hands with the blood of a citizen, let alone an emperor, may, I warn you, be an act of sacrilege today and a source of danger to you in the future. Dang. Uh, Yeah. As Pertinax was quite a skilled speaker and a commanding presence, many of the men soon found themselves ashamed of their actions. He just walked up to him and said, pull the trigger. Do it. But you're going to regret it. This isn't what you want to do, but if you really <laughs> think you do, go yeah, for it. Do it. So, a lot of them started thinking and scratching their like, are we? Is this really what we've come to? Like, we're upset, so we're gonna like come and threaten our own emperor. Were they such short-sighted idiots that in a moment of frustration they would storm the imperial palace and do harm to their liege? Well, looks like it. No. Many of them thought, no, we're, we're better than this. We are Praetorians. And we, and then someone threw a spear. <laughs> Did it land? Pertinax took it straight to the chest. Ow. <laughs> Those who were waffling about being good people or murderers soon found their choice made up for but, them. Huh, I guess we're murderers. <laughs> yeah. Better double down. Yeah, the several hundred men set upon Pertinax with their weapons. They slaughtered him right good they did. Oh, man. Thus, the glorious reign of Emperor Pertinax <laughs> came to an end. Oh, man. Uh, what do you think of him? The glorious reign of Pertinax. Yeah. Quick, short, and sweet. Yep. yep. Seemed like, uh, in the case of every good leader, what if? What a waste. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, how long do you think all that took? 
I'm going to go with... He did leave this at three months. He took up the throne on the 1st of January, uh-huh. 193 CE. Uh-huh. And he was murdered by the guards. March 28th, 193 CE. That's that three is months. three months, brother. That's three Let's months. go. That's right. That's right. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> um, so those listening might be a bit confused now, or might have been this whole time, because Pertinax is not the name on this episode. His reign was just short enough for me to cover it all in detail. Uh, he is one of the great what-ifs, as you just said. It's oh, right there boy. in my script. Uh, it seemed like he was the guy to set things right after Commodus. Things were going quite well. But uh, Pertinax was too strict, and he tried to push through reforms too quickly and got himself killed. Yeah. So now, instead of raiding Pertinax, because we're not going to do that, let's look at what followed his most unfortunate death. Oh, boy. The Praetorians were obviously very pleased with themselves as they headed back <laughs> to the camp. I'm sure there was a handful of like, oh, man. Yeah, there probably were. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, that, that douchebag emperor was dead now. That's right. So we did what we had to do. Time Perfect. to get drunk and get more money back. Maybe. Maybe maybe once we get back to camp, we'll party with everybody oh, and it'll be great. But uh, who's still in the camp? Uh, Pertinax's father-in-law. Correct. So Picianus and the other guardsmen watched as those who had left now came back. <laughs> no longer shouting in anger, but triumphant. One story claims that they had Pertinax's head on a spike oh, as they wow. entered the camp. That's no good. So that would be so Picianus going... That's my son-in-law. Uh-huh. Huh. Whether that's true or not, it probably didn't take them long to go, oh, no, mm-hmm. something bad has happened. There, were prob- there was probably a moment of shocked silence when they proclaimed that they had killed the emperor. Then one of the guards probably looked around kind of nervously and suggested that it might be a good idea if we close the gates and bar the doors for a minute. Okay. Ah, yeah, maybe. And um, also, while you're doing that, uh, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. The guy who had thrown the spear, want, go ahead and give him a name just so we can talk about him. Just any name. Uh, seem, seems like a Chad to me. Chad. Chad. All right, all right. So Chad, <laughs> the guy who threw the spear at Pertinax. Fucking Chad. He's just like, what, what, what do you mean what are we going to do now? Just looks dumbly. I had just yeah. like... What like, do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what, what, do you, what do you mean? We won. I don't we understand. <laughs> we, we killed Pertinax. I don't know. And it was at that moment that the camp realized what a bad spot they had now found themselves <laughs> in. Oh, no. They had openly murdered the emperor on a whim, and they had no replacement ready like Latus had done. Yeah. What to do or what to do? Well, one of the more cool-headed guardsmen pulled out a whiteboard, and they started brainstorming. You know, let's let's wrap oh, on this. Board. <laughs> get this. those so. dry erase markers out. Yep, let's pro- get it. They try one is so like can't it's even too see dry. It. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, Hate please that. get another. One. I'm not gonna like. Why are that. you using yellow, man? Why it's would you so even hard to oh, see? Yeah. So someone gets a black get marker, brand marker. new, <laughs> Fresh. and uh, they put a big one on the board. Okay, mm-hmm. so they need <laughs> an emperor. That is a good place to start. Point one. Okay, so as a sub point, the emperor needs to be on their side. Okay, great okay. sub point. Now, at this point, Chad raises his hand mm-hmm. um, and makes a very loud proclamation that they, they got to pay us too, like Pertinax did. Like the man that you just murdered. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, point okay. two, able to pay us a lot of gold. Right. All right, bet. Easy. Okay. And the final piece, um, three, we choose. Is that not one? 
Well, it's is more it? it's more they need an emperor. Oh, okay. But now they're we emphasizing choose. that they're gonna choose the emperor. We're gonna do gotcha. it. They're gonna okay. pay us okay. too. Right. Great. Right, right, right. Because they what they really mean by that part is sure he'll pay us whatever, mm-hmm. but we need them to grant us clemency for the boo boo that be we just forgiven. did. Yeah. <laughs> well, but how do we choose comment. who's gonna be the emperor? I vote for Chad, man, honestly. Get him up there. Well, I'm glad no one said that for real because this is where Chad then spoke up again and went, "What if we sell the position?" Oh man, you know I've I've heard this story. I was gonna I was waiting for it's when you'd figure it in. out. Okay, so no, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just let the audience know. So when Jordan and I were planning this podcast, I wanted to do a, a test run. Oh, that's where I heard it from because we talked about it because we've done this like episode two years ago. We covered Pertinax in much less detail. Oh. Oh, that's right. And so the guy who's coming up. Now we're here. We have done an episode on, and some of you may have heard it if you watched on the YouTube channel, because there was like a hundred people who had seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so now, Jordan, no spoilers of what you remember from two years ago. It's not looking great. We're going to continue. <laughs> so Chad says, what if we sell the position? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a collective murmur among the men, like lots oh, of nodding. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could sell Hold the Hold an auction. So... They sent the loudest guys they had to the top of the walls of the camp to announce that the city, to the city, that the empire <laughs> was now up for sale. Wow. Accepting a- all offers so long as they involve a lot of money. What a great idea. As it happened, there was a man close at hand who had lots of money. Father-in-law to Pertinax, current urban ah. prefect, Sulpicianus, was a very affluent man and well-known and respected. As the men shouted out... a. From the top of the walls, he made a generous offer, and the men began discussing the terms of the deal. Mm. By this time, it was becoming clear in the city what had happened. The people were now gathering and cursing the Praetorians for the murder of their emperor. Sounds right. Then the rumors started to spread that the bastards were holding an auction for the empire. The senators were gathering as well, and as Dio put it, they were disgusted by this, quote, most disgraceful business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, there was one senator who heard this news yeah. and did not get angry. I thought it was, oh, great. Golden opportunity. <laughs> fly just, higher than I've ever flown. That's right. I was buying my way in like I have everything else. And this man was Marcus Didius Julianus. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, boy. So Julianus was born either in 133 or 137 CE, depending on your source. His parents were influential people from powerful families, and he would follow in their footsteps. He had climbed the Cursus Honorum. He was quaestor, aedile, then praetor by his late 20s. Shortly after, he'd been given command of a legion, then became governor of Gallia Belgica, near modern Belgium. You'll notice how different this is from Pertinax so far, in that Pertinax was like mm-hmm. poor and climbed through the military. Right. Didius was like, I'm rich. I'll, I'll do what rich <laughs> I'm guys rich. do. <laughs> And I'll just get jobs. After five years at this post in Belgium, he held off an invasion by the Chaussee, which I mentioned in Marcus's episode. There was a German invasion in the north, mm-hmm. and he held it off because he was the governor at the time. All right, good for him. So he did that. It was quite good. Because of this, he was granted the consulship in 175 CE alongside our friend Pertnax. Ah. They served together. Next, he led a successful campaign against the Chatsai, another German tribe, and was granted the governorship of Dalmatia and then Lower Germania. It would seem he hit a snag while Commodus was in charge, though. He was put in charge of the welfare program 
program in Italy, which many historians view as like a step down, a demotion. This is assumed to have been the result of Julianus becoming too popular and successful for Commodus's and his Ah. cronies liking. Yeah, too much of a threat. It's very similar to Pertinax, where it might just have been that he was good at what he did, and they're like, eh, you're kind of stealing the thunder here. Around this time, he was accused of plotting to murder Commodus. (gasps) As we saw, a lot of people were executed for any accusation of plotting. Mm -hmm. Somehow, the jury, which I'm amazed they had, found (laughs) Julianus innocent of this charge, and the man who had accused him was executed instead. They'd be like, no way. He paid us way too much money to have threatened yeah, the emperor. That's my thought as well. <laughs> but Commodus must have really believed that he was innocent because Julianus was then sent to govern <clears throat> govern Bithynia oh. and then was the proconsul of North Africa after Pertinax had been called back from Rome to become mm. urban prefect. So he's ba- they're like neck and neck yeah, yeah, yeah. doing kind of the same jobs. As 192 CE came to a close, Julianus was back in the capital just chilling he was doing his usual stuff of sitting around the senate hall and being rich ah yes as you do right when on new year's eve it came to light that commodus had died and pertinax ascended as most people were on board with pertinax it is likely julianus also saw the wisdom in having the experienced man in charge obviously julianus knew him well since they shared so many posts together but then came the night a few months later when pertinax was struck down by his guards (laughs) Julianus was sitting down to a nice meal with his family when the shouts in the streets alerted them. Clearly something was going on out Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. It soon became clear that they once again were lacking for an emperor. And then the word came through that the guards were actively auctioning off the position of emperor. Stories vary on who convinced Julianus to throw his name in the hat for this auction. Some claim it was his wife and daughter who were super eager. <sighs> hey, do it. Yeah. Go, go, we, go, we go. Want royalty. We want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> Others say some guardsmen came and begged him to come seize the throne. Mm. Whatever the truth, Julianus took little convincing to give it a go. After all, what good is vast wealth and power if not to secure more wealth and power? I mean, yeah. Uh logical thought that's all it's for julianus headed to the praetorian camp he tried to enter but found the door locked and no one there to open it right so he began shouting over the wall said hey hey i got some money for you hey yo i hear you got a sale going on that's right soon a guard popped his head over and told him to go away (laughs) julianus said he'd heard about the sale and wanted to see where it was at and they was like no no the guard's like, we already have a buyer, yeah, and he's already in the camp with Deal's us. Deal's closed, man. As the guard went to leave again, Julianus demanded to know how much Sulpicianus was offering. Mm. What followed would go down in history as one of the <laughs> most disgraceful things to Yikes. ever happen in the Eternal City. Yikes. As Dio puts it, quote, For just as if it had been in some market or auction room, both the city and its entire empire were auctioned off. The sellers were the ones who had slain their emperor, and the would-be buyers were Sulpicianus and Julianus, who vied to outbid each other, one from the inside and the other from the outside. The bidding went on for some time. Gradually, the amounts on offer grew and grew, until finally Sulpicianus declared he would pay each man 20,000 sesterces. Oh my god, that's so much. That's a great sum. There are thousands of guardsmen. Yeah. Remember, Pertinax had just paid them around twelve thousand uh-huh. within three months. Uh-huh. This was many years worth of wages for these guards, and they were paid well. Julianus took a moment when he heard that number. 
as I said, there were thousands of Praetorians. Yeah. This is going to be expensive. At 20000 a pop, whew, that's hard to follow up on. So Julianus decided to call it quits. He's like, all right, man. And, and, and go home. Just kidding. He offered 25000 per man. That's so much. That's so much. Yeah. How now, does he? Now, okay. So are they making these offers based off of their own personal wealth? I think they're just kind of gambling the emperor's on it. or empire's wealth. I think they're banking on being able to pay enough from Man. their own oh, to find then, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> That's my <laughs> oh, guess. That's wild. What a bet to make. Yeah, these people that just murdered the emperor. Uh, I'm going to offer you a lot of money that I don't have in hopes that I can get it. That should go well. Yeah. I think you're right. That sounds right. So at this point, so Picianus went a bit pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already kind of bluffing. With 20,000. Yeah. And <laughs> so he backed down. Yeah, like, oh, damn, no. And the guards finally opened the gates. So Julianus didn't need to keep yelling like a madman. Mm-hmm. This new would-be emperor had the decency, at least, to insist Sulpicianus be permitted to leave the camp unharmed. Expecting violence from the city, the guards formed up and brought their standards with them. Mm-hmm. Looked like full battle formation. Julianus stood at the center of this very intimidating sight. A quote from Dio of the scene. So toward evening, the new ruler hastened to the forum and the Senate and then the Senate house. He was escorted by a vast number of Praetorians with numerous standards as if prepared for action. His object being to intimidate both us and the populace at the outset and thereby to secure our allegiance. And the soldiers were calling him Commodus and extolling him in various other ways. Dio goes on to say how fearful the senators were of this change in regime. Many knew Julianus to be a bit of a snobbish prick, and Dio himself had spoken against Julianus in court. Those who were in Pertinax's inner circle or those who are openly supportive of Pertinax also feared this man walking down the streets. They didn't even know if he had been involved in the murder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julianus arrived at the forum and, as I said, moved to the Senate House. The new emperor called a meeting of the Senate and waited for them to arrive. I'll let Dio uh, explain the scene. Quote, we pushed our way through the soldiers, entered the Senate House, and heard him deliver a speech that was quite worthy of him, in the course of which he said, quote, I see that you need a ruler, and I myself am best fitted of any to rule you. I should mention all the advantages I can offer if you were not already familiar with them and had not already had experience of me. Consequently, I have not even asked to be attended here by many soldiers, but have come to you alone in order that you may ratify what has been given to me by them. Dio rightly points out that uh, that's a blatant lie. (laughs) We had to push through soldiers to get in here. I I didn't bring any soldiers with me. Nope. Nope. I'm alone because you guys know me so well. And obviously you like me. Why would I even bring soldiers? Mm -hmm. I would never. Dio goes on to say, he reminded us of our knowledge of the kind of man he was, in consequence of which we both feared and hated him. Yeah. It's like, you know what, dude? We didn't like you before. We don't like you now. We really don't like you now. Yep. Big oof. Bang. Julianus graciously accepted the Senate's confirmation of his ascension. Yeah. (laughs) Then he... (laughs) He headed up to his new home, the palace. Yes. Remember that all of this happened over the course of a single night, uh, according to most sources anyway. When Julianus arrived at the palace, he was almost giddy to see that the dinner that had been laid out for Pertinax still remained there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Aside from the dinner, what else would still be in the palace, do you think? Not his family, because he was smart, and he was like, nah, you guys get out of here. Correct. 
God, no, his body? Yep. <laughs> so Pertinax's body was still there, maybe headless. Ah. Uh, well, Julianus and his buddies gorged themselves and gambled throughout the night. Oh, that's nice. Yep. One story even said that he like smiled about the body or something. Oh, man. He's pretty happy about it is basically yeah. the vibe. This dude was clearly showing his colors early. Dio tells us that the senators went to pay their respects the following morning, as they mm-hmm. probably would. They worked hard to keep their faces from showing their sorrow and frustration. Mm-hmm. The people of the city, however, were all too happy to show their grief and anger, mm-hmm. partially at the murder of their beloved emperor, but almost more so that someone thought they could buy the empire. Yeah. The Augustus was a sacred position and not some commodity to be purchased by the rich. It's fucked up, my guy. After the senators paid their respects, Julianus joined them in the Senate chamber for the usual sacrifices. The Senate sat through it, uh, fearful of the guards and desperately trying to hold their tongues. When that was done, Julianus stepped outside to find a very large group of plebeians had formed, Mm. and they were pissed. Get them. Someone shouted something about parricide, the killing of a parent, Mm -hmm. since Pertinax was uh, one of the titles he was given was father of the Senate, Ah. and stealing the empire. Then lots of people started shouting. Julianus stepped forward and raised a hand for quiet. He said he understood their hearts were broken for the unfortunate passing of their beloved Pertinax, but being rowdy would do nobody any good. And then he offered them all some money to go away. <laughs> they How do you think don't that went like down? That. They're <laughs> mad about you bribing your way into the seat of emperor. They're not going to want your money, my guy. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Uh, the crowd was furious at that. So you think you can buy us too? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, instead of accepting that, they began shouting, we don't want it. That's really right. Really loudly. Then more people showed up and they started shouting very loudly. They should start shouting with rocks. Maybe they could have, <laughs> but Julianus saw that this was going south. Uh-huh. So what do you think he did? Uh, the guards that I didn't bring. Get them. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Glad I didn't bring any soldiers with yeah. me here today. Yeah, he uh, ordered the people closest to him in the mob be cut down by his guards. Wow, just just kill a few lines of them and they'll go away. They'll, they'll leave. Uh, unsurprisingly, this inflamed the crowd and soon violence was breaking out around the city. I can't imagine why. Skirmishes between soldier and citizen spilled blood everywhere. People, were be, uh, people began arming themselves and fighting back as best they could. Mm-hmm. Finally, after a long day of peril, the people gathered in the circus for a moment. And this was actually a pretty common place when the people were very upset. They would gather in the circus because it's huge and could fit everybody and bitch and moan and discuss. But it's a pretty bad sign when literally the whole city goes there. Right. Word was sent across the empire to the generals. Oh, no. Who had the strength to come and save the eternal city from this greedy tyrant. The one people hoped for the most was Pisenius Niger. He was an accomplished general that we've talked about briefly and currently serving as governor of Syria. Mm -hmm. The following day, the crowds began to disperse, but they held their hope that someone was going to come and save them. Julianus spent the next bit of time trying to make nice. Uh, He held banquets and was a jovial and generous man to the Senate and other powerful people. When the Senate voted to build him a gold statue, he declined it. Instead, he requested a bronze statue, which might seem like a nice, oh, no, it's too expensive. I'll take a bronze one. That's perfectly fine. But what he really was saying is, well, it seems like the gold ones always get melted down at some point, but the bronze emperor statues are still up. 
And then Dio makes the point as he whispers to his buddy next to him in the Senate, like, no, 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 the ones that are still standings are the ones we like. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Those were good yeah, The ones were melted for a reason. Julianus did not have much time enjoying his rule. However, the letters that had been sent by the people arrived in the hands of several generals pretty quickly. Good. Three are important for our tale. Uh, t- one, really, for today, but we'll cover more later. Severus, Albinus, and Niger. Severus Snape, who knew? Severus was in charge of Pannonia, which is directly northeast of Italy, Mm -hmm. so right past the Alps. Albinus was the governor of Britannia, and Niger, as I said, was in Syria, and that is probably one of the most powerful provinces in the empire at this point. All three of them have, at this point, openly declared that they will not stand for some pissant buying the empire. Mm -hmm. They wanted the empire, and they would take it like Romans, damn it. That's through right. extreme violence and Murder. military force. That's right. We're going to march in there. We're going to take it back. Right. Now, the man in the best position to swoop in and do this was Severus. Right. Since he was Closest very close. Man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And swoop in, he did. He set off with great haste to beat the larger military force of Niger, who was going to be moving much slower from further away. He just needed to get to Rome and establish himself quickly. That's, That's right. his plan. We'll discuss all of this in more detail another time, <gasps> but... Albinus was essentially convinced to sit this one out. All right, bet. I mean, so, like, yeah, there's two armies going there. Yeah, maybe that's enough for now. We'll wait. See what happens. Regardless of that, Julianus was terrified when he heard Should this be. news. Mm-hmm. Severus was mere days or weeks away, and he had the Danube, uh, Danube legions with him. Experienced. The best. Yeah. Julianus looked around at what he had. A bunch of fat, greedy play soldiers yeah so i was i also made a little list like that i was like the spoiled weak little piss boys yeah (laughs) for real the praetorian guards and a civilian population that hated him Uh uh-huh still julianus was a military man we know that he had plenty of experience and he set about setting up defenses firstly he had severus declared a public enemy perhaps one of his men would do the right thing and kill the usurper Nope. <laughs> Next, he began building up fortifications. Now, Rome didn't really have walls at this yeah, point. they wouldn't need right. to. <laughs> there were walls, but uh, they were very old, and the majority of the city was well past them by mm-hmm. this point because they haven't needed walls in so long. In anticipation of the march into Italy, it was ad- or of Severus's march into Italy, it was advised by some that Julianus should maybe go and defend the passes in the Alps. This would help to negate the disadvantage they had in numbers because mm. they'd be up in the mountains. Yeah, This would be sensible with enough time and trained soldiers to implement, but Julianus didn't have that, and he decided that leaving the city was also probably not a great idea in general because then someone would probably just say, no, nah, I'll be emperor now. Right. So the plan was made to defend the city. Julianus ran around desperately trying to prepare for Severus's arrival. The Praetorians were set to digging trenches and adding to the meager defensive positions the city offered. They also started training more rigorously than usual, which made many of them grumble. <laughs> Let's get this week of rigorous training in. That'll get us ready for this fight. It's not like we're... You know what? Actually, I'll just let Dio talk about yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so meanwhile, the senators just sat back and watched. And here's some quotes from Dio. At times we would be overcome by laughter. <laughs> <laughs> for the Praetorians did nothing worthy of their name and of their promise, for they had learned to live delicately. Yeah. 
And the elephants found their towers burdensome and would not even carry their drivers any longer, but threw them off too. (laughs) Note, Rome doesn't use elephants in warfare. No. These elephants uh, were probably either worker elephants or circus elephants Mm -hmm. that Julianus went, bet, let's use those. We can do it. And we'll stop Severus. No one will fight an elephant. But they won't even hold the towers with the soldiers yeah, they're on like, them. They're so. like, what is that? I don't want that. So, yeah. To continue Dial's quote, but what caused us the greatest amusement was his fortifying of the palace with latticed gates and strong doors. For, insomuch as it seemed probable that the soldiers would never have slain Pertinax so easily if the doors had been securely locked, Julianus believed that in case of defeat, he would be able to shut himself up there and survive. Yeah. Oh, I'll brick up Good the doors. Luck, man. Good luck. You know, if an army gets in the city, I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah, like I can just barricade inside this building, and that's fine, right? Yep. I'll just run the emperor from here. Yep. No, I think yeah. Severus will see that the door is closed <laughs> and leave. He'll try the handle. It won't <laughs> open, and he'll say, shucks, it's yeah. locked. <laughs> and then he'll just go I'll back to it. where he was, and I'll be emperor. It's a good plan. So Julianus sent many senators and priests out to meet Severus and try to convince him to turn back. Like, just give it up, man. It's like, Except it's they got there and like, hey, man, so this is where he's at. This is what he's doing. Uh, I think you can win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so all those men were just going over to Severus' yeah. side. So he's like, maybe I should stop sending people. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't come back. Weird. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> so... This, coupled with the poor progress of the defenses of the city, led Julianus down kind of a spiral of anxiety. As it should. There were too many people in the city who hated him, he realized. Two of these people already had a history of killing emperors. Mm-hmm. Latus and Marcia soon found themselves on the chopping block. <sighs> Julianus was convinced they would turn against him, and that was probably true. Latus had been uh, had seen Commodus assassinated and either did nothing to stop Pertinax's death or actively riled the guards up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I probably would have killed him by now, too. <laughs> I mean, like, good idea, but at this point... Is it going to help? It's too late, my guy. Yeah. So, regardless of the threats inside the city, Severus was the real mm-hmm. problem. Uh, soon he would be knocking on Rome's door. He had casually walked into Ravenna, one of the most important cities in Italy, and they were just like, yeah, come in. Yeah. Hey, how's it going, bud? You want some food? Seeing how everyone seemed to want Severus to be emperor, Julianus had a brilliant idea. He summoned the Senate and requested that they send Severus a message. Want to share? No. (laughs) Well, Julianus and Severus, you know, would rule jointly as Marcus and Varus had done. And the Senate, while eager to see Julianus brought down, they still feared the violence that could happen if he didn't fall down and Severus showed up. Mm -hmm. So they, they were like, fine, we'll send it. What do you think Severus said? You already, you already told me what you think Severus said. No. <laughs> so Severus said no. When Julianus then begged to abdicate, the Historia Augusta says Severus replied, quote, I would rather be your enemy, Julianus, than your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Did it just get a little colder? Yeah, he's like, like no, 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 please, please, please. It's like, why would I... Why would I be nice Why would I to submit you? to that? Uh, <laughs> it certainly felt like it was getting colder to Julianus, who basically locked himself up in the palace when Severus was only a day or two away. Yeah. Severus also sent word into the city. If those responsible for killing Pertinax were arrested and the guards kept the peace in the city when he arrived, when 
Severus arrived, everyone else would be pardoned for the chaos, chaos which uh, had occurred since Commodus's death. Wow, that's Se- a that's a pretty nice bargain right seems there. Seems like a pretty good deal for all these guardsmen who are now in a really bad spot and facing off against an hey, army. that was number two on their list. It was. We need to get forgiven. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. But this was really bad for Julianus. Yeah. His men were probably not going to win the fight regardless, but no. at least they offered a chance. Now Severus had marched in with an army, army and convinced Julianus's meager forces to not fight. Mm-hmm. Everyone could see the writing on the wall. While Julianus cried and screamed about his poor luck while sitting in the palace, the consuls convened the Senate. Clearly, Severus was going to win. It was decided that Julianus should die. Yeah. A large delegation of the Senate rushed out to inform Severus of their decision and bestow imperial power upon him. Mm. Very soon, Julianus was dead, and Severus marched into Rome as the new emperor. Let's go. What do you think of the mighty reign of Didius Julianus? Just seems about right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that seems yep. like what his personality would warrant. So you you, you nailed it on uh, Pertinax, three months. How long do you think Julianus lasted? 12 days. Mm-mm. Remember, remember, word had to get to Severus. You're right. And Severus had to, had to start marching. across the Alps. You're yep. right. Yep. I'll give you one more guess. Eight weeks. <laughs> 66 days. Which is about eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nailing Seven it. times six 56. is 56. Yeah. yeah. So pretty close. Would you say 66? 66. Eh, 10 days off. I'll yep. take it. So March 28th <laughs> to June 2nd. Yeah. And now I can say very loudly and happily, welcome to the year 193 CE, the year of the five emperors. Oh, yay. I'm <laughs> <Not> so happy. <laughs> yay. All right. Let's take a look at... Uh, our first round mastery of military might so well no hold on i know he, he, had, he had it before i, yeah. I know i know <laughs> just laugh so julianus was a distinguished military leader under marcus and commodus right he fought well in the marcomannic wars and defended his provinces when he was governor mm-hmm. that's about it mm-hmm. he beat up some german tribes uh he then failed to train war elephants and lost a civil war almost immediately after becoming emperor. I'm not going to discount him for what happened in the capital. Right. Because he was handed a pile of poop Yep. in terms of anything military. And they were like, hey, so you're going to take on this army of yeah. not poop? Not his fault for that one. Well, I mean, his fault, right, for making the situation. Right. But but not necessarily. Um, let's just give the man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him. What am I going to give him? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him like a like a seven because he was a successful. Seven? He well, the things that he did were good. Oh, I'm not giving him that much. Jesus. Why? He did Dude. a good job every time oh, he did military man. things. I'm I'm not taking into account anything after he. No, but like it's not even that impressive. He he like held off an invasion and like went on a campaign. It's not a successful that. campaign. Yeah, but it's not that good. Well, what are we? It's not like it has to be glorious. It was successful. Well, yeah, but like it's a mastery level, not just like because you know, like you can't give Didius Julianus a score similar to Domitian, Why? who spent his whole life fighting. What? what? Okay, oh. I mean, if you give him a seven, I'm gonna give him like a one at most. Oh my god, dude, no way, no way. Who else we got? Okay, Nero's got a four total, and Caligula got a zero. But like, <laughs> pretty much everyone else is decent except Commodus. 
I don't know, man. Fine, I'll give him a five. I'll give him a middle of the road because okay. he was successful in his military career. Okay. Okay. You'll give him a five. Oh, what do I... Oh. <laughs> doesn't have any like glaring defeats or any blunders like that. Yeah, he's not as bad as fucking Julius Caesar. Yeah, he wasn't a bad military person. You're right. Okay, I'll give him a three. So oh, that's my a, God. Hey, dude... No, it's like you're taking. It's like you're taking just because he didn't have like more experience that he didn't have a reason to have. Well, it's also supposed to inform on like the level of interesting, and you know, I mean, holding off an invasion is pretty cool. I mean, he held off a tribe invading a province, not like you know. All right, man. You you give him that. I'll give him a three. You give him a five. That is eight for mastery military might. This one has been rough already. But anyway, let's move on to the next terrible tyranny. Mastery of military or no? No, nope. yeah, we did that actually. We did that one. Yeah, I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> terrible tyranny. Huh. Well, I mean, so well. Maybe this is his round. This is a good, it's gonna be a good one for him. He bought the empire. He did. Uh, this might seem strange to our modern capitalist society where money is everything, but the Romans were really not okay with this. Mm -hmm. Most emperors, like Pertinax, feigned complete disinterest in becoming emperor. That's right. We're humble. Oh, no, I couldn't humble possibly. Servants. Well, if you insist, That's I right. must. Uh, but, you know, here comes Julianus, clearly eager, so eager, in fact, that he's willing to pay. So much money. They honestly would have been happier if he had marched in with an army. Yes. No exaggeration. Because that's the Roman way. It is. He executed Latus and Marcia, but mm -hmm. that's more hypocritical than anything. Like, I understand why you would do that, but then what about the guardsmen who had killed Pertinax? They're still around. I'd still judge it tyrannical. Right. Especially because it was like, so why? There's, yep. You aren't going to live. Right. Yeah. He also had ordered his guards to slay several protesters. He sure did. He just said, kill some. They'll go away. They're, they're, they didn't accept my money, give them steal. That's I like right. that. Uh, Dio and the Historia Augusta tell us that he had several young boys sacrificed to the gods to gain some divine intervention. Uh, I, mean, I personally find that hard to believe. <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's just good thinking. It's got to cover all the bases. You know? <laughs> you know, maybe if we just kill some boys, we, the no, gods will help us. Offering the gods. Sacrifice boys, boys okay. to the gods. There you right. go. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Uh, so I don't really believe that. Because Romans just didn't do that by this point in history. Yeah, like this wasn't is really their thing several anymore. centuries after they had outlawed it and made that was mm -hmm. taboo. So I feel like if he had done that, that's when people would have gone, "No, no, nah, we'll kill you now. We're not killing the boys." Yeah. Um, so that's it, pretty much. So pretty, terrible tyranny. Um, it's tyrannical. It's pretty tyrannical. It was brief. But hmm, I'm ooh, I'm torn. It's certainly not a ten. Oh, definitely not. Um, let's look at people to compare. So Hadrian got a ten total, five each, because he was a bit grumpy and executed a few people he probably shouldn't have. You know, <laughs> Trajan got a three. Wow, good job, Trajan. Uh, yeah, Trajan was cool. He was chill. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a seven mm -hmm. because it was so quick out the gate. Yeah. To just, hey, I'm going to murder him. That's mm -hmm. fine. I'm going to do this thing, this really bad thing, buying the empire. Mm -hmm. 
And then sending the, you know, by, through my actions, causing great problems in the Empire. And I know, I know if he didn't get killed so quickly, he would have just continued murdering anybody in opposition. Yeah, I think I'll match your seven on that. Yeah. I think I agree. Because it, it's pretty bad. It's just that he didn't have the time no, to yeah, be if a he, if he had time to grow, he could have turned, would have turned into a 10. I have confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either that or once the pressure simmered, he might have just been like, cool, I'll just be in charge now. But it seemed like the pressure would have simmered. Right. Yeah, you're right. All right. Without great violence. Great violence. (laughs) Making it a 10. (laughs) Well, that is 14 for Terrible Tyranny. He's he's doing all right for how (sighs) shit he is. (laughs) All right. On to the next. Lives of the Living. Not great. So I like to lay out the lives of the living in a pro and con list. (laughs) Okay. So pros. For the 66 days. None. Yeah. So for the con- <laughs> correct. All right. Moving on. So for the cons, uh, his decision to buy the empire sent the city oh, and the empire into turmoil. It is likely easy to guess that the next episode will not see everything go immediately back to calm. I can't imagine after Severus why. takes over. For two months, his very existence as emperor left the people in a panic. Mm-hmm. As civil wars are very damaging, we can say that his actions were a net loss for his people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also devalued the currency. How? <laughs> <laughs> How did you do this so quickly, my guy? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. It's Lives are living well. They went from enjoying life, having a good time, to all of a sudden just... Like, having to fear every second. Well, we gave Commodus a three total for Lives of the Living. So it wasn't going great by the end of Commodus's reign either. You're right. And That's all the corruption true. and stuff. I forgot. My brain jumped back to... to uh, Pertinax. To, or Marcus. No, Marcus. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When life was good. Well... <laughs> Other than the world, things that were, you know, no yeah. one's fault. The the government was, was good. good. Yeah. The, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Commodus got a three. Zero. I Zero. It got worse. It did. Get it worse. got worse for two months. It was legit, just hell. It did. It, yeah, it was crazy. Blood in the streets. Blood in the streets. Elephants walking around trying to be war things. I imagine food became more difficult. Money was yeah. worse. Yeah. No, you're right. Devalue the currency in sixty six days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're going for a zero. Zero. This man. Those people's lives were terrible. Nobody was enjoying themselves. No. You're right. You're right. Beautiful. All right. Departing demise. <laughs> All right. So you probably guessed that my intro was Julianus. Yeah. So there are a few versions of what happened. Um, the one that I told I think is the most interesting of him just there alone. Mm-hmm. Single soldier walks in, kills him on either Severus's or the Senate's orders. And those are basically the things. The quote, but what evil have I done? Whom have I killed? Funny quote from this guy for real yeah. what do you mean that comes from dio um i kind of i might have misread part of this but i thought the implication was that some senators had gone and killed him at one point but i think i misread that mm. and they sent someone to yeah kill okay him. that would make more sense or one also one alternative theory is that severus's advice to the praetorians about bring me pertinax's killer and you know mm. keep the peace and everything will be forgiven some of them might have taken that and gone Let's kill Dennis. Yeah, let's just cut his head off. And yep. uh, <laughs> so, so that's it. I mean, I think if you go back to the intro, that's the most interesting version of his death. Mm-hmm. What do you think on a on a score for that? Well, to hype it up a little bit, he his 
death or to get to his death, brought in the whole army, you know, mm-hmm. and marched the whole army to the capital. Sure did. After a lot of chaos of trying to prep defenses. Systematically turned everyone against him. Right. Himself. Uh-huh. Yep. And then uh, started weeping and like bemoaning his loss until a dude straight up oh, just walked in. Pitiful. I'm thinking, I mean, it's an assassination, essentially. More an execution. Yeah, definitely so, an execution. I'm thinking like a five or six. I was going to go with six. Should I go five? Drew a whole army in. Drew Lee just made it a six instead of a five for me. Yeah, I'll go five then. You can keep that six. So Wonderful. that is an 11 for Departing Demise. You know, he's going to do poorly. He's doing better than I kind of thought going into this. Yeah, but I mean... It's interesting. It is interesting. It is pretty. (laughs) I was like, this is, I I mentioned this a few weeks ago uh, that I was trying to determine if I should do an episode on Pertinax and on Julianus. And I was like, nah, Mm. I can put it all in one. Yeah. I really can't. Because Pertinax is interesting, but he's more just like you said, a what if. You hit those nice hot, hot, hot points there. Right. So our final uh, scoring round. Lasting legacy. (laughs) He is the man who bought the Roman Empire. He is. That's something. Um, I don't think most people know yeah, about I that. Say, I don't think the common person would recognize that. Um, he is also the man to follow the promising rule of Pertinax. But yeah. uh, his actions led us into our or lead us into our next dynasty. Oh. Which we'll discuss later. Spoilers. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only thing he really did while Emperor, as I said, was devalue the currency slightly. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's not special, though. <laughs> but it's going to become a trend. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's, we're on the downtrend. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're, 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 we've got a few when more. You introduce the year of the five emperors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, so, oh, that's a big spider next to us. Got, got it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's not much. Uh, it's, he has a legacy, for sure. But I think it's pretty minimal. I'm going to go with a three. Me too. I think. And that is, you know, because like you said um, a few episodes ago, you said three as well. Yeah. A lot of the ones we talked about earlier really were, the reason I found them interesting is because they have a legacy. Mm -hmm. But this guy is one one that no one's heard of. Oh, yeah. A bunch of the other ones, people have probably heard the name. Yeah. This no one knows who Didius Julianus is. No idea. Weird ass name. Didius. Didius. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't you don't look. What do you what do you think he got? Um let me look here cuz oh, I don't man. think it's any surprise that he's the lowest but our lowest currently is 53 and I think that's Caligula. It, mm. No, it's Nero. Yeah, Nero is 53. What did Julianus get? Don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Probably less. Yes. Probably less than that. Um, um, forty-three. Damn, thirty-nine. Oh, geez, it really low. Okay. <laughs> it really I really thought hard. I was shooting a little too low with forty-three. Oh okay. no, man, you got a zero. I don't think anyone. <laughs> You're right. You're there's right. There's only been one other solid zero, I think, and it was it was Caligula with Master of Military. <laughs> like, he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is thirty-nine Yikes. total score. Thirty-nine. Now we just have one more major question. Oh, that's not true. We have well, two. You're right. You're right. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> the great? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's not. Almost. This close. He was this close to getting so, it. He was almost the great. Couldn't quite get the great he under is wraps. the what if. 
He truly <laughs> is. Um, so no, truly, no. The great for our boy Didius Julianus. Oh, man. Now we already picked an epithet um, a long time ago. I doubt you remember oh, it. Oh man, did we? Yeah, because we did this. Yeah, you're right. What? Okay, think back. And two I years, made references to it in this two episode. Two years ago, me. <laughs> what would I think? Far away from where we are now. Yeah. Sitting in a room. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. What would it be? I went uh, with the Icarus. Because oh, he flew too close, close to, to the, the sun. sun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I made references to that throughout the episode. So I'm down with that unless you have another idea. The Icarus is fine. I just... He just seems so much more pitiful in more detail. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Then like, then like, ah, the a, uh, a successful man that just went too far. Right. Yeah. And it's more like I don't know. This guy kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, you got to look at the the Icarus uh, analogy as more of a ignorant or not greed. Yeah. Like, it was, I was yeah. too greedy. Yeah. It would. Yes. Yeah. I'm or you could just call him like the, the, the robber baron. You know, a rich dude the who just tries to buy his way in. Sorry, I've been listening to Talos Rankium, American yeah. presidents, and they're <laughs> talking about robber barons a lot. Also, check out Talos Rankium. They're great. Anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, the Icarus still fits. I think it's good. It does. Yeah. Perfect. So we have Didius Julianus, the Icarus, the man who bought the Roman Empire, and he is not the great. You're probably all shocked. To, to be fair, out. I don't even know if he bought the Empire. He put a winning bid in. I don't think it completely got fulfilled. I doubt it. I yeah, I doubt it too because I just don't see how he could have paid that much. Yeah. If the especially if the in that whole short of period of time, yeah, was that broke that he they couldn't pay the mm-hmm. twelve? Yeah, already. I, yeah, I yeah. doubt he did. No, but great. He's probably, he's probably like, hey, yo, cut those coins in half, the uh, flatten them out. They're the same size. Just they doubled our money. We no. doubled Ooh, our money. Easy. We got this. <laughs> God. Tedious Julianus, oh, man. It's no good. We have we have a little bit of time left where uh, we'll be able to continue this, like only skip one emperor. Oh, yeah. You know. But soon, <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to be talking about a few each episode and covering it very well. It'll rapidly. be very quick here. Yes. But uh, that is all I've got for you folks today. Sorry for the slight delay. I said it in the Commodus episode that we have had a busy like six yeah, weeks and pretty it's pretty busy i'm like leaving on business it's not super slowing down either no so no it's i've got another like three weeks before i think it's it's like oh i'm staying home for a while but uh thank you guys so much for listening i have launched or not launched but actually uploaded everything onto our youtube channel the great podcast multi-platform boop, boop, boop. the uh calig- so i uploaded them all like uh-huh. one after yeah. another and the caligula one blew up like over 100 views in literally a day people are like i know that the name. rest have almost no views <laughs> one or less on many well the uh also for podcast the audio version the i want to say it was hadrian just is has significantly more listens than it all makes the sense. others it's hadrian's just, name is recognized so people are like oh yeah hadrian's wall i don't know oh yeah ha, ha. i remember that yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway bye